Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Welcome to Disney Decipher, a podcast helping you save money, time, and stress as you plan your Disney vacation. On today's episode, we talk about all the Halloween offerings at Disneyland. Final episodes of this podcast anywhere you find podcasts. And you can also find us on YouTube now at youtube.com slash at Disney Decipher. If you're listening to us on audio, we'd really appreciate it if you could leave us a positive review. And if you're listening to us on video, we'd love it if you could like and subscribe to our new channel. If you're enjoying the podcast and like to support us, you can check us out on patreon.com slash DisneyDeciphered, where you'll receive bonus content. You can also support the podcast at no cost to you by using me as your travel agent. Get started by emailing josephchung at travelmation.net. If you have any questions, email us DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com, tweet at us at www.deciphered on Twitter, or find us on Instagram, DisneyDeciphered. Thanks, and enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Joe from As The Joe Flies. And I'm Leslie from Trips With Tykes. And welcome back to Disney Deciphered. So the air is a little bit crisper. It's a little bit cooler out, at least in the New England area. Leslie's shaking her head, so I guess the Bay Area is not so lucky. But uh, falls upon us. I am probably, after we're done recording, Leslie going to buy my Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party tickets for Walt Disney World. But we have not talked that much about what goes on at Disneyland for Halloween. And so it's a Labor Day weekend as we are recording this. And so I feel like it's a good time to check in and see what's going on with Disneyland as Halloween. The one thing I know about Disneyland is that their nighttime party, Oogie Boogie Bash, sells out in like a day. (laughs) Unlike Mickey's Not So Scary. But other than that, I'm coming in pretty blind. I think I saw a picture today that there was like a huge pumpkin rolled in to Disneyland or something like that. But yeah, other than that, I don't know what's going on. So let's talk about it, Leslie. (laughs) That's it. All right. (laughs) Short episode. (laughs) No, I'm always glad to get a chance to talk about Disneyland. And Halloween time is actually the season that I consistently go the most to Disneyland, either by myself or with my family. So I know this stage of the year better than pretty much any other time of the year. So I guess it's taken us, what, six years into the podcast to finally cover it. So yeah, I think I think we did Oogie Boogie Bash trip report maybe once, but that, I th- that might have been the first year that Oogie Boogie Bash Probably. was a thing. But let's start with finding out the basics. Like, does, for example, Halloween start on August 1st <laughs> in Disneyland like no. it is in Florida? No. Halloween is a much more reasonable time period at Disneyland. These days, it traditionally starts the Friday before Labor Day weekend and then goes until Halloween itself, although a couple of the celebrations go until Dia de los Muertos, which is usually like a couple of days into November. This year, it's November 2nd. So it's really just a two-month window. And it used to be actually that Halloween time didn't kick off until after Labor Day weekend. But I think in the last couple of years, Disney realized they were missing out on sales opportunities was, during a holiday. It was yeah. too reasonable to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So, And then for Florida, Halloween is pretty much located to 
Magic Kingdom. Yes, Hollywood Studios, Hollywood and Vine turns into Minnie's Hollywood and Dine or Halloween and Dine or something. Halloween, Halloween, Dine and Vine. I don't know. But that character breakfast turns into a Halloween related character breakfast. But really, other than that, everything's mostly happening at the Magic Kingdom in Florida. So in California, is it Disneyland specific or is it more spread out through the two parks? It really is all over the whole resort at Disneyland. So that's something that's like a noticeable difference for folks who are used to going to Florida and then they come and they're like, it's it's happening everywhere. And I love it. I mean, I feel like it's really, truly equally between both parks. And in some ways, these days, it's more in Disney California Adventure, even though I feel like you get the whole overlay and we'll talk about it park by park in, in Disneyland as well. And you also have all the decorations in downtown Disney. And I know Disney Springs has got a fair bit of decor and things like that. So you have that in downtown Disney. You have a little scavenger hunt called Pluto's Pumpkin Pursuit there that happens. And then the hotels get decorations. It just sort of depends. that They're actually different every year. I always love just sort of walking through. I usually, if I'm ever going to spring for an on-property Disneyland hotel, it's during Halloween time because I love seeing what's going on. In fact, this year, later in October, my family is going to stay at the new villas at the Disneyland Resort. So I will see what the decorations are looking like this year. But but it's really quite well done everywhere. And that's that's a benefit of Disneyland's smaller footprint. I mean, you can do an overlay on everything when everything is so much smaller in total than what you have in Florida. So in California, it's all over the resort, unlike Florida. And we already said that Oogie Boogie Bash and just the celebrations in general start later than they do in Florida. Any other differences in terms of kind of the generalities of the Halloween time between Florida and California, Disney World and Disneyland? Yes. I mean, I would say that Halloween time in California has a much edgier vibe. I mean, this is true all of the time. (laughs) You know, I think it's much more middle America in what is served up in Florida and California. You've got all those creatives who are here and they have to cater to those locals. And so I think you just get, you get a lot more pushing of the envelope. I mean, you see that just all the time, like magic happens parade at Disneyland or some of the nighttime spectaculars. And we get some weirder characters. We get some experimental offerings here and there. I mean, I wish it was even more, but I'm happy we get at least some of it. And we'll talk about some of those offerings when we get into the, the park by park. Okay. But let's take a little pause. Just, I just want to make sure everyone knows, like we are talking Disney edge here. We're not talking, you know, we're not talking not scary, scantily, scantily clad people, nothing like super scary or anything like that. Like for example, when you say magic happens is a little edgier. What do you mean by that? Just so people can have context. I mean, the parade just has, costumes that are a little more futuristic. The music is very like pop by an entertainer who is known, Todrick Hall, for like pushing the envelope himself. So I think that's just sort of what I mean. I mean, it's all still very PG, everything at Disney is, but they're willing to to do things that are just a little wackier, a little weirder. Yes, which we'll we'll get to with some of the stuff that goes on in Oogie Boogie Bash. You'll see. But anyway, don't worry. We're not talking universal here. You know, we're not talking what what do they call it? Scare houses or scare what haunts. Are yeah. yeah, haunts yeah. like like fright fest at Six Flags. No, none of that stuff. Yeah, no. see see how uncool we are. We don't even know what that stuff's called. So <laughs> let's 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 move right along. So let's start with Disneyland. What is there 
on offer at Disneyland. I'm assuming there's some stuff that you can do and enjoy without even having to get an Oogie Boogie Bash ticket. Yeah, a lot. So everything in Disneyland Park is accessible to everybody with just a regular park ticket because that park stays open the entire season. It used to be that that was the home of the Halloween party for years and years and years. But then in 2019, they moved the Halloween party at Disneyland over to DCA and it became Oogie Boogie Bash. So now everything in Disneyland is 100% open to everyone. I mean, some things will look familiar if you're used to Halloween at Magic Kingdom. There's the Main Street Pumpkin Festival and everything all up and down Town Square and Main Street decorated in lots and lots of pumpkins and, and seasonal colors. And there is a giant Mickey head pumpkin sitting right there in Town Square that is the photo op that people queue for. So you'll get yeah, a lot time, happening there. Can I time out on that pumpkin? Yeah. You know, I didn't look yeah. too close, but that's like an actual... Like live living pumpkin is not made of paper mache or it is made of paper mache? I'm pretty sure it's not real because it's the same one year after year. So that would That's be less no, exciting. Pretty- <laughs> Disneyland. Come on. You know, inject some pumpkin, some PGH pumpkin growth hormone and get some real pumpkins. Okay. Sorry. No, it's way too big. <laughs> okay. But it has a different Mickey face on, on either side. So you can get like a different photo op depending upon the direction that you're facing, which is nice. So, and then just lots of characters that are hanging around in their costumes in that area. The Dapper Dans will come out and sing Halloween songs instead of the usual fair. So it's really quite nice just to stroll. I always make sure to spend at least a couple hours around that area. And then you've got, you know, the decor around the partner statue, usually pumpkins that have characters in them. So yeah, it's just great backdrops for photos and sets the scenes. But again, a lot like what you see in Magic Kingdom. Now, one thing that I have not gotten to do, but I think people are mostly excited about, although maybe there's some like kind of backlash eventually coming, but Haunted Mansion gets an overlay every Halloween, which makes sense. But this Halloween Haunted Mansion overlay, you know, is, I assume it must be different from the Christmas one, right? No, it's the same one. So the whole point what? of yeah. So let me wow. <laughs> let me back I, up here I, I a little nothing. bit, Joe. The pump. I, I, I still, like this. This no, is no, great. No, the pumpkin is real. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I know nothing. Continue. <laughs> okay, so just to set the scene, Nightmare Before Christmas is the overlay that happens to Haunted Mansion Holiday, and if you remember the movie, it's Halloween and Christmas mixed together. So this overlay works from the fall all the way through the holiday season. And it, it usually is in place. I mean, it's in place from the opening of Halloween time until after the new year. So it's almost half of the year that Haunted Mansion is Haunted Mansion Holiday. And this was very controversial when it started. Now, Nightmare Before Christmas is mainstream. But when it started, it was still very much a cult classic. Edgy, had a smaller following. one might say. Edgy. One might say that. But anyway, it's now much more mainstream. I'd say like a lot more people have seen it than maybe did when it first started, I think it was it 20 some odd years ago. It might be that old. I have to go back and check, but it's great. I love it. I love it more because I actually think Haunted Mansion isn't as scary for younger kids because you have these bright colors. You have Jack Skellington, who is funny. You have some of the the weirdness. It's a great introduction, If especially if you have a little one, you're like, I'm not quite ready to you know throw a bunch of ghosts at them. It's not ghosty. So I love that overlay and it is controversial with some people and some people just mostly object to the fact that 
it goes for so long. So it's hard for people taking that once in a lifetime trip at Disneyland to see the original Haunted Mansion. So I get that. And then a couple of more decorations, Dia de los Muertos and Frontierland. I assume that looks pretty cool. And then what is a Halloween Screams? You have that down here. It's the nighttime spectacular, Joe. So it used to be back in the day when the Halloween party was in Disneyland Park, it was a gated fireworks display. You only could see it on party nights. But once they moved the party out of Disneyland, then now they're running Halloween Screams as the daily nighttime spectacular. And it does vary from year to year. I haven't checked what the the lineup is this year as to when the fireworks run. I mean, there's a lot of debate in the local area about the fireworks at Disneyland. And and often they only will run Friday, Saturday and Sunday, but sometimes they'll run during the week. So you kind of have to check and things could change on you at a a moment's notice a little bit. So I'm not even sure what the lineup is this year, but do check that. If it's not fireworks, it's a great projection show hosted by Jack Skellington. Really fun. I mean, I am a little sad that this year Wondrous Journeys is not running, but Halloween Screams is good. Yeah, people were worried for a, a like a split second there that Wondrous Journeys was going away forever, but it's just going away for the fall season for Halloween Screams. All right, so let's move over to DCA now. I know that's where Oogie Boogie Bash happens, and that's what we'll talk about at the very end of the episode. But in terms of offerings that you can see at Disney's California Adventure Halloween-wise without having a party ticket, what can you get? Sure. So you ha- kind of have the same setting of the scene as you come into the park as you have in Disneyland. Instead of the Main Street Pumpkin Festival, you have a giant headless horseman statue right by Carthay Circle Theater. Oogie Boogie is always on the gates of DCA, so you you start with that edgier vibe as you're headed into the second park. And then there's just lots of like purple and black decor up and down that area. Characters, again, in Halloween costumes right in that sort of first section as you enter the park around Carthay Circle as well. So so you get an equal amount of, you know, streetmosphere in the Halloween spirit, but instead of, you get the purple and, and black instead of the orange and black. Yeah, I'm actually going back to the whole edgy thing. I was a little surprised that the Headless Horseman is featured kind of so heavily just because it's a bit of a dark idea right the guy's like holding his head and stuff like that and so i think when i think about disneyland being edgier than walt disney world that's the kind of things that i think about like at disney world it doesn't really get much beyond like jack skellington whereas you know disneyland like you said they push the envelope a little more and again just setting people's expectation the envelope is very very tame to begin with but they push it a little bit. That's right. And, and we should say Disneyland is the park where you have the ride that you drive through hell. So, yes. you know, I think it's appropriate. Like, I'm not sure what's scarier, demons in hell or headless horsemen. My kids still didn't figure that out this last time we went. And then <laughs> my dad, as an aside, was on Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. And he got off and he was like, well, that was pretty silly. <laughs> so, you know, I think uh, he did get what happened, though. All right. Guardians of the Galaxy, do they do anything to that? Yes. So another ride overlay that we get is Guardians of the Galaxy Monsters After Dark. And this launched the first Halloween season that Guardians of the Galaxy opened. Disney very smartly 
you know, I think realizing the popularity of these seasonal ride overlays through all of its parks was like, we got to have something ready for Guardians. And they recorded with the actors at the same time they recorded the audio. <laughs> they recorded this Halloween overlay. So at night and every night, not just on Oogie Boogie Bash party nights, the ride transforms. So that means it's actually down for a little bit of a period of time. I can't remember if it's like a couple hours while they do the conversion. So at least if you don't have a party ticket, you have a chance to ride it as long as you you stay into the evening and at least this past year and we'll see if that holds this year they counted as different rides on genie plus so you could get your genie plus for guardians of the galaxy regular and use it and then when the switchover happened you could make another genie plus for monsters after dark of course those go super super quickly yeah it's interesting we criticize screen-based rides but they are much quicker to switch over the overlays like haunted mansion has to close like a couple days to do the overlay whereas for monsters after dark it's so much faster so that's pretty cool you have down here cars land halloween h-a-u-l oween luigi's and mater so oh wow i gotta spell these out Luigi's Honkin' Halloween, so H-A-U-L, and then Mater's Graveyard Jamboree. So what, what happens to these attractions? The pun possibilities are endless, Joe, here <laughs> with Halloween. So these are just really minor ride overlays. The ride is the same. There's a little bit of decor on the signage, and then the music changes. So that's really the, the main thing is you'll get Halloween-themed songs. And if you listen really carefully, I mean, Mater's is just... Great. Larry, the cable guy, you know, sings the songs that play on that ride. And then he has recorded a whole bunch of Halloween ones. And yes, the pun possibilities there. You got to listen. It's more for the adults than it is for the kids, honestly. So I, I enjoy those, but they're nothing that really, you know, is worth making special time out of your schedule. If you if you do them, great. If you don't, you know, okay, it's fine. So, but, but all of Cars Land is actually really nicely decorated. There's often a lot of things, little Easter eggs that you should look for. And just, I love Cars Land. I mean, Cars Land is so immersive and it has stood the test of time. And then adding these, these overlays and they do the same at Christmas time. Cars Land gets sort of the most little nuggets here and there. So take a look. And then more Coco Love, a musical offering. So what's that? So a lot more actually than even that. So all the way back at, at the back of the park, right by Goofy Sky School, that whole area, Plaza Gardens area, turns into Plaza de la Familia. And everything there is inspired by Dia de los Muertos. You have a lot of different offerings. And I mean, Disney does such a great job in California at connecting with their Spanish speaking audience. And this is really a nod to that. And then once Coco came out, I mean, even more choices to do and what they have there, the musical celebration of Coco is a, I call it a street show, but it's more than that. Dancers and mariachi players come out. And then there's a puppeteer who plays Miguel, who's dancing along to all of the celebration. And it's really just beautiful. It's one of Disney's absolute best shows. The crowds are, you have to get there early because people know in the local area how good it is. And it's it's hard to get a good view unless you kind of get pole position because there there isn't a seating area. There isn't something that you can come and stake out early. So it's, it's great. That for me is a highlight every year. I always go and see that. I mean, even more than some of the more conventional offerings and, and that goes until 
Dia de los Muertos ends. So you get a little extra time to do that in early November as well. And then just to clarify, all these offerings that we've talked about so far, you're able to experience without an Oogie Boogie Bash ticket? Yes. Everything that we've mentioned so far, yeah, including that Monsters After Dark ride overlay on non-party nights, you can experience with a regular park ticket. So if you didn't get an Oogie Boogie Bash ticket, which so many people are in that boat, I still feel like you get 90% of Halloween at Disneyland. All right. So let's talk about Oogie Boogie Bash. What is, why is it the superior Halloween party in most Disney fans' estimations? All right. So Oogie Boogie Bash, just like Mickey's Not So Scary, is a hard-ticketed special event. It's usually about three nights a week in DCA, and current costs in 2023 Starts at 134. The highest price party is 189. So it's in the similar range as what you get at Disney World. But Mickey's Not So Scary gets a little higher and also is a little bit lower. That's currently 109 to 199. So, so same range. It's very expensive for how many hours of party, but the same concept. So you get you get to get in about three hours early during a mix-in period with the regular park guests, and then the regular park guests get kicked out and the park becomes yours. And then there's all sorts of special offerings. There's a parade, the Frightfully Fun Parade. There is an area called Villains Grove that's kind of like a dreamscape walkthrough, not like a Fright Fest, scare house, anything like that, but, but just a little bit edgier. There used to be a World of Color special show. That is no more, it, I guess, Disney got feedback that there was too much to do at the party, although I don't think that's the case. But yeah, cost savings, Joe, come on. But anyway, the big, big draw of Oogie Boogie Bash, the thing that kind of gets all the Instagrammers every year hopping, are the immersive treat trails. So you're used to at Disney World going through a line, cast members scooping candy into your pillowcase or bag or whatever you have and we have that at Disneyland but then there are characters actors who are performing some of some really deep cuts like villains and they will talk to you right there as you're sort of walking through the treat trail they will heckle you they will do a lot of different things and they're really really good they're excellent and some of them are like you have Agatha from WandaVision you have Sid from Toy Story Last year, the big addition was Ernesto de la Cruz from Coco. So lots of kind of slightly obscure villains. And Disney has already teased for 2023 on Instagram that there will be two new additions this year to Oogie Boogie Bash. It's going to be Judge Doom from Roger Rabbit. And then you're going to get Yokai from Big Hero 6. So people come. I mean, this is what brings the locals year after year is they want to see that new villain or two. But... Other than that, everything at Oogie Boogie Bash is the same each year. So this is actually going to be the first year that I skip Oogie Boogie Bash. I've been every year since it started, but just couldn't justify the high cost for, for two new villains, even though Judge Doom, I'm super excited about that one. That's a great addition for me. That's pretty awesome. And yeah, the villain trails are definitely what I'll be interested in or would be interested. One thing I'll be interested in seeing, we're recording before the first Oogie Boogie Bash, Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party has gone bananas with the candy this year. I don't know if you've seen people's hauls, but pounds and pounds of candy. So, Oogie Boogie Bash, 
eyes are on you. If you're not giving out that much candy, maybe we will swing the pendulum back in the favor of Florida this year. But that's very exciting to see. Any other things Halloween related that you think we need to know about Disneyland? I guess one thing that you don't have on the notes that I'd be curious about is do you feel like the fall in general is a good time to visit? Let's say two ways. Like I'm guessing if you're a big Halloween fan, then fall is a great time to visit for Disneyland. But for maybe people who don't love Halloween or just looking for lower crowds in general is like how's fall? Fall is crowded at Disneyland. So I think you really have to watch for fall breaks in different neighboring states. Like Utah always has a break week and that the park becomes really crowded when that happens at Utah. And then there's also a break. It's not all of Arizona. I mean, Arizona does get a fall break, but I think Tucson gets rodeo week, if I'm not mistaken. And so part of Arizona will come during that period. And then, of course, you have the Columbus Day, Indigenous Peoples Day holiday that a lot of school systems have in every state. So so you just have to look for, I mean, it's a kind of like spring break, I would say, because not all the breaks are on the exact same week, but a lot of people have a break at some point in time and a lot of people like to come that time of year just because they are Halloween fans. I mean, my family always does. So I guess we're part of the problem. All right. Well, that sounds pretty great and good advice on the fall season. Leslie, can you please leave us with a Disneyland Halloween centric do or don't please? All right. So do check the weather. You talked about at the beginning of the episode, the crisp fall air, and that is not always the case in California. In fact, September and early October are often the hottest times of the year all over the state. So you really do have to check for heat waves, especially if you're going to Oogie Boogie Bash and you're going to be wearing a costume. Like you might have to plan for hot weather because you have that mix in period when it's still the heat of the day. It often doesn't cool down until the sun goes down about eight. So you can be really, really hot if you have a costume that covers a lot of your body. So do check that every year I'm sweating at Halloween time. I mean, I guess it's the same in Florida, but you just kind of don't expect it in California as much. Well, Leslie, thank you so much for sharing your Disneyland expertise with us. If you have any questions, you can always email us DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com or find us on Instagram, DisneyDeciphered. Leslie, if listeners want to see your Disneyland and Halloween centric work, where can they find you? I am tripswithtikes.com and at tripswithtikes everywhere on social media. What about you, Joe? You can find me at as Joe flies on social media. If you're looking to book a trip to Disneyland or world, Joseph Chung at travelmation.net. I'd be happy to help you. Quick reminder, we are on YouTube now, youtube.com slash at Disney Deciphered. We really appreciate it. If you could like and subscribe to us there, if you're listening to us in audio medium, of course, you can find us on all podcast platforms. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. And other than that, Leslie, thank you for taking the time to talk to me. And I will see you trying to explain to little children what the Headless Horseman is all about. Edgy. Thanks, Joe. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, 
You impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.